Hello everyone and welcome fellow piercers and piercing enthusiasts to Real Talk, a piercing podcast from the minds of piercing professionals on the body modification industry and culture. Each episode we will center on a common theme with a guest. We will cover topics including things such as piercing methods, industry topics, jewelry, and trends. I'm your host Will Von Doom, a professional body piercer and proud member of the Association of Professional Piercers. So let's get straight to the point and dive into this week's topic. back everyone in this week's episode we discuss something that has become more and more prevalent in not only our industry but in society as a whole the topic we're talking about today is gender fluidity by this we mean the ability to freely and knowingly become one or many of a limitless number of genders for any length of time and at any rate of change gender fluidity recognizes no borders or rules of gender not only is it important to recognize this as a sign of respect to those individuals but it is equally important to make potential clients and coworkers feel comfortable within your studio. We sit down for this roundtable with Reba Knight from Modern Ritual in Canton, Ohio, and Jack Kalisher of Leviticus Tattoo in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Both of these individuals identify as non-binary, which gives us two unique perspectives on their experiences within the industry and how it has affected them. So without further ado, listen in as we discuss the difference in pronouns, how to approach conversations about this topic, and the comfort that someone can feel from just asking a question. All right, so why don't you go ahead and introduce yourselves? Um, well, I'll go first. I'm Jack Kalisher. I have been piercing for just now four years. And I work at Leviticus Tattoo and Body Piercing in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I'm Reba Knight. Uh, I work at Modern Ritual in Canton, Ohio. I've been piercing a little over 10 years. Um, My pronouns are they and them. Yeah, and I go they, them, and I'll take a she or a he. All right, and that brings us to today's topic. So the reason why I have these two wonderful people onto this week's show is because I think it's important for our industry to discuss gender fluidity because nowadays we are seeing a lot of clientele come in as well as – this is a perfect example. uh, You two find people in our workforce that don't go by the traditional he, she kind of pronouns and go by – as you guys just said a moment ago, like they and theirs. So um, I'm just going to jump right into this topic because I feel like it's really important for us to discuss. So why don't you guys just explain a little bit about being non-binary or how you label yourselves in those gender terms? Um, Do you want to go first, Reba? (laughs) Uh, I'll I'll follow your lead here. Okay. Um, I mean, for me, it's... You know, it's different for everybody, but for me, I don't really feel like a guy and I don't really feel like a girl. Um, Most days I feel more masculine and that's usually how I present myself. So like my presentation and my identity is usually pretty, you know, rough and tumble, masculine, but sometimes I wear glittery makeup and, 
you know. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I've got boobs, and so most people are like, he, she, you know. So it's it's hard, but um, most days I get she by most clients because it's easiest for them, you know, unless I assert myself and I um, say, you know, I go by they them, and I would prefer to be addressed as they them. Um, but it's you know, it's too hard. It's too hard to do that all day every day at work sure. you know for with every client every client all 30 clients a day you know for me it's it's pretty similar um i kind of just address whatever's comfortable um i don't really try to present myself a certain way for me i think i'm a little more in the uh social dysphoria category where um it's less about appearance and more about um the expectations that come along with my appearance and how mm-hmm. um I just straight up don't agree with it, and it's it's kind of it kind of bears down on me sometimes, for sure. Uh, also, being assumed as as female and having boobs that I can't hide, yeah, um, <laughs> or it's so, not comfortable to hide, you know. Right, exactly. And it's not just our industry itself that is uh, accommodating to. I'm not, I'm not going to call it a trend, but yeah. this this movement. Uh, for example, uh, I am in college, and a lot of the email signatures now have a label in the signature that says pronouns and what they nice. go by, yeah. which is really great. Last week when I worked at Dorje Dormants, that's the reason why we haven't had a show in a little bit because I was traveling. Um, almost every client that I saw, I was like, hey, I just want to make sure – I'm addressing you correctly. What pronouns do you go by? And, you know, they went ahead and I think the I think the individual said that they go by they and there. And I was like, okay. And I, I always let people know. I'm like, I may slip up because I'm, I'm just unfortunately like hardwired where I like don't think very clearly before I talk. Like I'm always putting my foot in my mouth. Um, but they were so appreciative of me, want to say, being progressive and like asking them. Yep. Absolutely. So – and in and in Rochester, um, there are a lot of a lot of amazing clients, and I always try to make them feel as comfortable as possible because mm-hmm. after all, that's our job. Mm-hmm. So on that note, one of the things that I think it's important is because this movement is a part of every business. I think it's inter- I think it's very important for us to discuss how it can interact with our work relationships and with our coworkers. Why don't you explain to me how you guys have uh, dealt with that in the workplace? So uh, Jack and I definitely have different uh, experiences with us in different situations. Um, I'm, I'm less so uh, out, so to speak. Um, I have very select few people that I even ask to refer to me a certain way. Um, I also work with three other people um, in a, uh, a smaller environment there. It's a piercing only studio. So there's the three piercers and counter, um, counter staff. So that's a very, that's a very small, uh, easy conversation for me to have. Um, so I don't really have to, uh, worry about different variables and different people and their experiences, um, and how, uh, that may affect how I expect them to, um, refer to me. Uh, yeah, and I work with 16 tattooers, um, <laughs> like eight, eight counter staff. That already just sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> and three.
three um, um, with myself, we have three piercers. So, um, and I knew that when I became a piercer, I was going to market myself, so to speak, as like the queer piercer in the city because we didn't really have um, a market for that. Like there's Courtney Jane Maxwell, who's fucking amazing at St. Sabrina's and she's really well known um, in the queer scene here in Minneapolis as being very trans knowledgeable um, you know really queer friendly like the, that was like the one safe place to go for you know the queer folks here in Minneapolis so I was like ah this is where I this is where I gotta be able to fit you know so I'm fucking out and I'm loud and I'm proud and I'm like <laughs> this faggot is here to party <laughs> It's on my cards. I'm like, you know, I'm here to serve everybody, every walk of life. I mean, and our we've changed our pronouns, our preferred names on our um, waivers and our sheets. And it's it's been crazy to watch um, the shop transform. And everybody's been really great with it. Um, I mean, people slip up in the shop, but it's with like my pronoun in specific, but it's not a huge deal. And they try and we have a lot of conversations about it. And they're like, well, I just don't understand. And it's like, well, this is this. And like, oh, you've really made me think. And I don't know. It's crazy to watch, you know, people who've been tattooing, um, you know, for 30 years have conversations like this and really be like, okay, now I really get it. You know, I don't know, which sounds like I'm bashing tattooers, but I don't know. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? No, I don't think yeah. I don't think you're bashing tattooers at all. It's it's I mean, for a majority of us that have worked with tattooers in the past, we know that more often than not they're very I don't want to say set in their ways, but they have a thing yeah. they have a way of doing yeah. things that they like. So yeah. I, I know exactly what you mean. And I'm not I'm not implying a negative connotation with that. I'm just but saying it's been really crazy to watch like I came in, I was like, Look, I'm super gay and I want to bring a ton of gay people in here and I want it to be a really great safe place for everybody. Like, is everybody down? They're like, Yeah, cool, great. How can we make this work? And it was I mean, it's been crazy awesome. So I'm yeah. really thankful for that. Uh, I feel like, too, with us specifically um, being in that environment um, and our coworkers being exposed to us, um, that also gives them somewhat of, you know, a little bit of experience for when we have those clients come in uh, so they are familiar with addressing people differently and just in general just being more open-minded and accepting of people that aren't the norm, I guess, um, what you uh, – what you would see every day. Yeah. Or if you catch somebody saying something, you're able to be like, Hey, you know, like, right. catch, like microaggressions, you know what I mean? If you see if yeah. you hear something, you know what I mean? It's like that, eh. but luckily it's rare. Luckily. Now for, for those of us who are not in your situation, how would you go about discussing it with potential coworkers? Would you rather just have an individual come up and ask you and just be like, Hey, we're not sure of what to call you. Or would you prefer if someone like it was just one of the things that you brought up naturally? Like how would you in in your state of gender fluidity, how would you bring that up to someone or how would you feel most comfortable with a coworker possibly bringing that up to I you? I mean, I feel like sometimes people nowadays people usually ask, hey, uh, do you mind if I ask what pronoun you prefer? Which is I feel like is more common than not nowadays, especially when you look more gender nonconforming. Um but if I feel like I need to assert myself, I'm just like, hey, you know, I go by they, them, theirs, um, you know, and if it becomes a discussion, it becomes a discussion. But generally, people are pretty decent with asking. 
or they just start calling me she or he, and it's just like, oh, I just don't even want to deal with this right now. Everybody has a different preference for what they prefer, though, so it's hard, you know, to be like, hey, try this. But um, when I took that trauma-informed body modification class this last year at conference, um, the instructor, I feel real bad for forgetting her name, but she had a really good tip of when you introduce yourself as a piercer, like, hi, my name is... Jack, I'll be your piercer today. I go, my pronouns are they, then, theirs. Do you have a preferred pronoun or what is your preferred pronoun? And it kind of gets the ball rolling and asserts what you prefer, you know, and I thought that was a really great idea. Yeah, it makes them feel welcome to actually contribute. And then with our industry, I feel it is extremely important for everyone Mm -hmm. to feel welcome when they come Mm -hmm. into a studio. So anything that you know, represents or could be done that could be potentially even more comforting to all the types of clientele, I think is very valid. I mean, you could put it on there and just have someone ask, be like, what is this for? Be yeah, like, well, it's not for you. But I mean, you can write down. situation happen, yeah. Yeah, just like, let me use this conversation to just yep, mm-hmm. kind of tell you about something and, and kind of go from there. Um, I think those are all really valid. If you did have a coworker that did have an issue or just would not conform to using those pronouns, would that just be something that I, I'm asking only in your cases? Would that be something that you would have to just bring up, or is it just something that you just let go? What What would the situation become uh, in that so for manner? For me, I'm uh, a lot less out, uh, as I mentioned, so. Um, this, this goes for my personal life as well as, um, at work. But, um, if say I've had a conversation with someone, you know, Hey, please refer to me in this way. Uh, these are my pronouns, what have you. Um, and they don't, uh, you know, depending on the level of, uh, how close we are, um, I may kind of mention it again, but to be honest and blunt, um, there's a certain amount of respect that comes along with that. So if you're, if you hear me and you don't make an effort to then respect me, there's, sounds kind of harsh, but I kind of write people off at that point, you know, um, it's, it's, it's a little different for me because that takes a lot of effort, uh, for me to even come out and say this to people. So if, if that's not being returned or, or appreciated, then I can't, I can't keep going with it. You know, I can't make someone use those pronouns if that's just not something that they're going to do. And I'm not asking this to to try Mm -hmm. to like stir the pot or like upset you or anything like that. But the the reason why I asked is because I Mm -hmm. wanted to hear that answer because I I feel it's very important for people to hear that not using the correct pronouns is disrespectful. When you do have a coworker and they try to acknowledge that and they try to go about doing that, like I really feel it is a respect thing to work with that individual to try to ensure you're using the things that make he, she, they comfortable. There's a, there's a certain thing, there's a certain level with me too, because um, I've gone through this personally um, with people that I've made uh, friends with that there's, there's a reality there that I would guess most uh, people out there just don't have the knowledge or experience um, and, and just don't know any trans people or don't know any non-binary people. Um, so they just don't, they don't have that, uh, experience of like taking what they see and what they hear and, you know, making that, uh, making that connection, I guess. Um, 
so you see a certain body type and you assume that's just what they've that's how they've lived their whole lives um and trying to tell someone hey listen that's not quite accurate um some people just they they don't pick it up as quickly and and i'm extremely understanding of that uh for sure Right. And I, I understand that too. I feel basically, and please correct me if I'm wrong, I'm interpreting what you're saying as like, yeah, like not everyone understands that this is now yeah. currently a thing. Hence the reason why we're having an episode about it. But like when you do discover that it's a thing, it's a res- it's a respect thing to use those pronouns, do it correctly and yeah. not to, – To make know, an effort for sure. And, and I will be the first to admit I am atrocious <laughs> with remembering things like that. I, I'm really bad. I, I have the best intentions on the planet. But I mean, for example, uh, I was playing board games uh, with an individual that used, uh, you know, like he and his. And uh, they were uh, in transition. Uh, so their voice was still yeah. very feminine. And when he spoke, I kept saying she because I was paying attention to the board game but not paying attention to like him and just hearing mm-hmm. that. And I, I must have done it like five times in the course of like a two-hour board game. And I felt atrocious till the end where he said – he was like, you do it one more time, I get to punch you. I was like, fine. And, and sure enough, he did. <laughs> and it was totally justified. Um, but it's one of those things. Like I, I do believe that even if you do it incorrectly, if your intentions are to immediately correct yourself, recognize that you're trying to move forward, it's it's a great thing uh, in terms of being like coworkers or even friends with an individual uh, such as yourselves because it's just trying to show them the respect that – they genuinely mm-hmm. deserve as a person. For sure. 100%. So now that we've gone ahead and taken a second to discuss our interactions with coworkers and potential friends within the industry, I think it's equally important to discuss the thing that matters the most to us, which is our clientele. So I know you guys touched on it a little bit before uh, in regards to you know making clients feel welcome, but what do you think is the best thing to do when you see an individual that possibly is in the same realm as yourselves to make them feel comfortable within a studio? No, I get a lot of um, like younger kids who are like on their way out or transitioning coming to see me and they found me on Instagram and they're in with their parents. And um, so I love having those clients in and sometimes their parents um, like you can clearly see the child is transitioning and um, is presenting as like male, right? And hasn't changed their name yet. And the mom is referring to them as the female name over and over. And she, 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 she. And so I'm just like, I just like, hey, what pronoun do you prefer? Release forms, we have preferred pronoun and preferred name. And that was something that I requested that we add when I came on, which I thought was really helpful to making our clients feel more comfortable so that we didn't need to out anybody um, you know, so that we didn't have to compromise anybody's safety, be they young or old. Um, so if their name wasn't changed legally, they could put what they were going by, you know, so we didn't have to call them by their, um, you know, female or male assigned name at birth. Um, and then when younger clients come in um, and their parents are quite obviously misgendering them, I make it a point um, or the counter staff that we've got is fantastic at making a point, you know, to 
talking directly to the client, even if they're a minor, like, hey, you know, what pronoun do you go by? What pronoun do you prefer? You know, what jewelry do you want today? I'm trying to take, you know, the direction away from the fucking irritating mean parent, you know. Um, I've had a client one time who was, you know, quite obviously a trans male, and the mom was just like, you know, she's really fucking irritating me this and this and that, she, 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 and all this trans bullshit. And I just like, and the kid took off out of the room, went to the bathroom, was upset. And I looked at mom, I was like, you got to stop. You got to stop all this. She's like, well, she's just really stressing me out. It's like, do you have any idea what we have to go through? Like, seriously, what your kid's going through? Like, you, you got to stop. You just got to stop. And the mom just like took a second and started crying. It was like, I'm sorry, I'm just having a really bad day. And it's like, I get it. But like, you got to got to be cool to your kid dude it's like you got to just take a fucking minute and try to understand where your kid's coming from like i mean you know and i don't know if i was out of, out of place or what but i just couldn't handle it anymore um and maybe from one queer person to a queer person's parent like dude listen for a second you know just try to listen for a second please you know try to take the time to to listen and understand you know and I feel like even simple little gestures like asking your client, you know, hey, what pronoun do you prefer, you know, while the parent is, you know, quite obviously disrespecting the kid, you know, makes a lot of difference in the client's day, especially while you're giving them, you know, the best service you can while respecting their body. You know, hey, is it okay if I touch you here while touching their ear or, hey, if I get in your space in any kind of way that makes you feel uncomfortable today, let me know. You know, if you have any questions along the way, let me know. That's a huge thing I do, and I feel like it makes a lot of difference in, you know, the motions that make a lot of people uncomfortable in our position all fucking day long, you know? I don't know. We're objectified a lot and disrespected a lot, True. so I think it means a whole lot to come in somewhere where they feel and know safe and they recognize, you know, a gay face, and I don't know. It might be easier for them. What about you, Reba? Uh... I'm I'm definitely a little more passive uh, in my studio. Um, I feel like as far as the the client base, there's definitely that that difference there from what I experience and what from what Jack experiences. Um, I do have my my pronouns on the website, um, and I've had clients definitely seek me out and, and make appointments with me directly uh, because of that. Um, and that's that's definitely been a, a big deal for me, um, and I feel like that that plus word of mouth, I feel like is, is definitely, um, bringing in the, the clients that are looking for that comfortability. Let's say potentially we have a studio owner listening to this episode of the podcast. Would there be anything that you would suggest to them to be more progressive, to help themselves out, like possibly like change their, their, uh, client forms or like anything like that? Yes. Get those preferred pronouns on your waivers, please. You'd be surprised at how quickly you'll get feedback. As soon as we change that, people are like, oh, my gosh, I cannot believe you put that on there. That is so great. And I took that from a friend of mine's tattoo shop that's all queer run. It's like that little change makes huge difference. You know, preferred name, preferred pronoun. You'd be surprised at how quickly that can become a safety issue for somebody in your lobby. Like if they're in transition, trans females are at such a huge safety risk at all times. I mean, any trans individual, but especially females, like seriously, if they're in transition and you're out there going Michael when it's Michelle, 
and they've clearly written Michelle on the form, but their license hasn't been changed yet. And then there's, I don't know, a fucking bigot in the, you know, lobby. Like that's, that's a safety issue. They could get followed For home sure. and attacked, you know, it's like the little things like that, that, <clears throat> you know, maybe other people don't think about. And it's little things like that that make a huge difference in a somebody's day, somebody's experience and just somebody's life, you know. That's potentially a thing that maybe a lot of individuals don't actually think about that, you know, there are hardships that people in your position could potentially have to go through such as, you know, being followed home or feeling uncomfortable in the lobby or mm-hmm. or things of that nature. So I, I do feel like that would be a really progressive thing for our industry to move yeah. forward with. Um, even even because it's so sm- like it's such a small yep. thing, you just add like two lines Literally, on a yep. form, but it could make a yeah, it could make like such a huge change. Yeah, especially when it's like you get misgendered all day long, and it's like you're coming into this place to modify your body to feel more comfortable because you fucking hate your body, and then your piercer's like, hey, I just addressed you by your preferred name and your preferred pronoun and i'm going to respect your body and give you something you want and you're going to walk out happy like bam 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 oh yeah a plus you know like what a great day yeah that that validation is important yeah. for sure mm-hmm. especially for like young people like you know that's just it's just started off you know i don't know it's just it's so important for anybody so let's talk about a fairly what i what i'm going to perceive as a situation that i i i feel even nervous discussing it so let's say a client comes in in the shop and comes in and they ask for a female <laughs> piercer i i know that this is like a hot one with with you folks so let's say someone comes in and asks for a female piercer a how does that affect you and b how does it like make you feel and how do you go about you know, resolving that situation, especially for like coworkers and everything. So when I, I, uh, I, I came out relatively recently, um, maybe a couple of years ago or so. Um, and I sat down with the, the shop owner and we, we discussed things and, um, I, I essentially had to make a decision at that point. Right. I at least felt I did, uh, for my own sanity, um, that there's a reality that that's going to happen. That's going to happen often. Um, that people will come in or call and immediately ask for a female. Um, so me being more passive uh, in general as far as pronouns go and, and this, that, and the other, um, I made that decision to uh, put client comfortability first. Some days it's easy, real easy. Uh, some days it's really not. Um, but at the end of the day, that's what I'm there for. I'm there for that client. Um, if, to be blunt, me having a chest is what makes you comfortable getting a piercing by me, all right. Um, hopefully you see, you know, the, the, my actual bedside manner and, you know, um, my actual talent as a piercer and such. Uh, but if, if it's that little bit extra that, that uh, makes you feel safe, um, let's do it, you know. Um, so I, I had to essentially make that a, a solid decision, um, both for myself and for the shop that that's, that's what I'm there for. If that's a a purpose that needs to be served, then let's do it. Yeah, pretty much the same. My, um, I, 
I put on my cards um, female bodied and gender queer so that because my name is Jack, right? So people are like, uh, oh, I'm coming in to, you know, get this piercing. And then I come out and they're like, oh, you're, uh... <laughs> I'm like, hi, I'm Jack. <laughs> you're like, oh, hi. Ah, hmm, huh, ugh. So when people call and ask for, like, a lady piercer or whatever, my <clears throat> um, counter staff is amazing. And they like, oh, you know, Jack is, uh, we have a female-bodied piercer on staff. And they are very great at kicking out the word female-bodied, female-bodied. Because um, I was born with a vagina and boobs. So that's how people see female-bodied. And like Reba said, if that's what makes our clients feel at ease, um, for getting their nipples and their genitals pierced, um, and they're also female-bodied, and that's what they need to have that experience be A-plus for them, then that's what, that's what, that's fine, you know. Um, if they she me while we're being pierced, and they say she, 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 I'm not going to sit there and be like, okay, actually, you know, my fucking pronouns are this, and we're going to have this huge conversation right now, and um, it's just not going to happen because I'll absorb it so that my clients can have a good experience, you know. Yep. Um, if they turn into a bigot, that's a whole other story. But, you know, it hasn't gone that far, so I'm thankful. That situation could get very heated very fast. <laughs> I, I got I, <laughs> I want to thank you both for coming on today to discuss this topic because I feel like it's something that's very important not only to our industry but also to a lot of people in their everyday lives. So I really appreciate you guys stepping out of your comfort zone to kind of help fill us in about these types of things. Is there anything in particular that you just want to let people know before we say our goodbyes today? Is there anything that you'd like you see quite a bit of that you want to address or there's like certain things that you suggest to other people to be more accommodating to people such as yourself? I mean, any opportunity um, you have to learn, take it, you know, Google some shit, really. Um, (laughs) Google's out there, you know, Google some shit. Um, I know there's some great um, things coming up at conference this year pertaining to um, queers in the industry and um, having queer clients and stuff like that. So I think that's fantastic. Those directions are amazing and i'm excited for that so those are classes that shouldn't be missed i think for me personally um uh, again stressing the whole uh, me being way more reserved um take care of yourself um if you're you know a piercer that is non-binary trans and the like um your your sanity is important your comfortability is important Mm -hmm. um i have a 20 minute drive home and that I feel like is so, so vital um, to me keeping my shit yeah. together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I can, you know, whatever day I had, you know, whatever I had to, you know, um, deal with or, you know, put in whatever way I had to put myself out there. Um, it's really important those 20 minutes to just chill, just reset myself, go home and get ready for the next day. Like it's, it's really important to take care of yourself for sure. Being a homo in the industry is a lot of emotional labor. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think all those things are incredibly important. You know, I've, we've stressed in 
previous episodes how important it is to take care of yourself for your own mm-hmm. mental sanity, whether it be drinking beers in the shower like <laughs> I do or taking – you know, like uh, going for a run or taking a, a vacation. All those things are very important and even if it's on a daily basis such as a long drive home or listening to the same music or anything like that, I think it's important. Um, I'd also like to use this uh, opportunity to – offer this for our listeners. If you're in a situation similar to what we've discussed today, I believe that both Reba and Jack would be more than willing to listen to the things that you have to say mm-hmm. or be a contact person in case you wanted to reach out to talk oh, yeah. to them. Because I I do feel uh, these are things that aren't always fully spoken in the open and, and not on purpose, but I feel like maybe it would be a little more comforting talking to someone in a very similar situation. Absolutely. So we'll make sure to include uh, ways to contact both Jack and Reba in this week's show notes. But yeah, um, I cannot stress enough uh, how thankful I am for you guys coming on the podcast, especially coming out of your shells to discuss this with me, especially because, you know, like I said before, it's a semi-sensitive topic and I think it's just an important message for our industry to have. Uh, So before we go, I'm just going to have you guys go ahead and let people know where they can find you and if you have anything special going on. So again, I'm at Modern Ritual in uh, Canton, Ohio. Uh, probably the best way to get a hold of me would be Instagram. Uh, the username is going to be R-E-E-B-Z underscore uh, Modern Ritual. Um, I'm not going to go to conference this year. Uh, I'm going to sit back and let uh, our uh, other piercer go for sure um, so you can get a full week and all that. Um, and I'll be attending uh, Camp APP later this year for my first time. Oh, and I'm super excited. I'm hoping to too. I'm I'm hoping to be yeah. a member by August and then uh yeah, see you there. <laughs> uh you can find me uh at Jack the Piercer on Instagram and Jack the Piercer on Facebook and <laughs> Jack the Piercer on Gmail. <laughs> I stole that. I got it all. <laughs> um we just remodeled our shop. We've got two piercing rooms now and three piercers. So come to Minneapolis and Woo. get pierced and see us. We've got lots of koi fish. You can feed them. They're like puppies. Um, come come down and say hi. Yeah, you can message me anytime. I might take a long time because I got a kid and a bunch of dogs and a lot of stuff going on. But, yeah, come come to Minneapolis and say hi. We'll, we'll eat food and <laughs> pierce some stuff. I feel like you're talking directly to me. I am talking to everybody who's listening. <laughs> Please come to Minneapolis. It's fucking tight here. And I'll be at conference and hopefully can't be a PP. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. Uh, shit. There, I made yeah! it through the whole thing. The whole thing. All right. Well, thank you folks for coming on. Um, as you can see, I even mess up things. But um, thank, you. thank you so much. Thanks and for having us. I, yeah, and um, I'll include all your information in this Thanks. week's show notes. You're so, great. yeah, until right. next time. Bye. Thanks so much. Bye. <laughs> As always, this represents only a selective viewpoint of a very large topic. 
With our past episodes, we have noticed that some people have commented we don't have certain views or we missed a portion of the conversation they think is extremely important. We here at Real Talk record these episodes, start conversations and discussions of the topic. We never think that they are the end-all be-all. As the title of this states, this is only part one of a series of conversations about this sensitive topic. We plan to touch down on this in the future. We don't have an exact time frame, but rest assured, we will be coming back to this and many other topics we have discussed. Once again, I wanted to stress that this episode expresses the viewpoints of only a few in this conversation. If you'd like to possibly discuss other topics on gender on a future episode of the podcast, please reach out to me. Thank you so much to my guests this week. I've included links for everyone in this week's show notes, including what studios Reba and Jack work for. Please take some time to follow these guests, or better yet, visit them at their places of employment. In other news, thank you so much for listening again after a short break for the season. As many of you know, I'm in college, and we had midterms. And then I did some traveling to my favorite studio, Dorje Dormant in Rochester, to work there for a week. Lastly, I've been training for a Go Ruck event. Actually, if you're listening to this on the night of release, I will be hiking up a mountain with 40 pounds in a backpack for probably the next 12 hours. Hopefully it won't kill me, and I'll have many more episodes for you folks in the future. As always, I wanted to thank all of you wonderful people for their reviews on iTunes and the Google Play Store. As well as listening in, I cannot express how amazing this makes me feel since we started this adventure almost a year ago. I also wanted to thank all of my Patreon subscribers for your support as well. I would like to thank our ongoing sponsors of the podcast, Other Couture Jewelry. Other Couture Jewelry's owner, Mike Knight, has recently returned from an exciting pop-up in New York. He has also added more staff to his company to help cut those production times and to help continue to provide his amazing jewelry to our industry. If you are in a professional studio and would like to get a catalog, please visit our sponsors page for a link on how to contact Other Couture Jewelry. Sponsor Goldheart Woodworks has been busier than ever with their new website, BodyJewelryDisplays.com. This site allows you to peruse the entire Goldheart Woodworks catalog. In addition to this, they also have an entire line of displays coming out in a nice, rich white color. The contrast of the white to the colors of gold or opals is amazing. While I'm in Nashville this weekend for my event, I can't wait to check them out in person. Our final sponsor for this week's episode is from our California family. Adam and Shelby Richens have been crushing it in their city of Santa Cruz at the beautiful Avery Body Arts. They recently were awarded Best Piercing Studio and runner-up for Best Jewelry Store in Santa Cruz County. For all your piercing and jewelry needs, make sure to visit our friends at Amory. You can find more information about these companies under the Sponsors tab on our website, realtalkapiercingpodcast.com. To ask questions, suggest topics, or get more info about your host or today's guest, please visit us at realtalkpiercingpodcast.com. If you have a moment and enjoy the show, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast platform. The views and opinions expressed by the host and guest are their own and do not represent the official position of the Association of Professional Piercers or their places of employment. Music by Broke for Free.